Hello, friends, and welcome to Talk To Me, episode 16. On this episode, I speak to Kyle Gumby Gunther from the band Battlecross. So let's do this. Alright guys, like I said, on this episode we've got Kyle Gumby Gunther from Battlecross on the podcast. Such an honor to have him on the podcast. Great guest, very awesome guy, very cool band. I hope you enjoy the uh, interview, but first I want to talk a little bit about the holidays. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this podcast in the United States, we just had Thanksgiving. All around the world, you just had a Thursday. But uh, hopefully everybody got some got to spend some time with friends, family, loved ones. You're all friends and family of mine if you're out there listening to the podcast in the podcast world. However, I'm coming into your head, through your headphones, through your stereo, on your way to work, while you're at work, while you're supposed to be working. Hopefully you have enjoyed the podcast so far. Uh, we've got Christmas coming up. We set the tree up tonight, got the kids with all the ornaments. All the wonderful stuff. And I do believe that we've got most of our Christmas shopping done. And and that is no part of my doing. (laughs) Oh man, the kids are lucky they get anything. So I hope you guys are having a good, good holiday. We've got, you know, today is December 1st. So you've only got 25 more shopping days left. And if you want to get me something, if you want to help me out, go check out uh, the PayPal site, paypal.me slash talk to me paypal.me slash talk to me uh everything i'm getting for christmas is all going back into the podcast this year so hopefully next year i've got some guests lined up going to be doing some live podcasting got a lot of great great guests that have agreed to come on the podcast and anyone that comes in through the area will be on the podcast i'll hunt them down tackle them get them on the podcast get them into your ears and hopefully you're enjoying what i'm doing just got to say thanks to everyone out there that's already already helped support the podcast and you know who you are and thank you so much. On this episode we've got Kyle from Battle Cross on the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and play you a Battle Cross. It's called Absence. We talk about it on the podcast. Very heartfelt meaning behind the song. He goes into it on the podcast. So right now, listen to some Battle Cross and I will see you guys momentarily. Yeah. 
There you guys have it. Battlecross, Absence. Great tune, great freaking song, great, great band. Hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. Kyle was a super awesome guy to talk to, and uh, I'm not going to waste any more of your precious time. So let's get into my conversation with Kyle Gumby Gunther. Let's just get into it, man. Uh, how's the how's the Guar tour going for you guys? Uh, we are having a ball. Three more shows left out of seventy six. Yeah, that's a huge. So tour. it's yeah, it's pretty big. We had a two and a half week break in the middle between the first month and the last two months. But it's been a killer fucking time, man. Yeah. Uh, my friends with the Look What I Did open for you guys in Nashville said it was a oh, yeah. packed, packed house, crazy crowd. So so definitely uh, yeah. awesome. I have no idea how those shows go to that place, man. It's like crazy. The, uh, did you guys so play the, uh, the Exit In? Is that what Exit they're... In, yeah. So tiny. A funny story about Exit In. Um, in the 90s, I had a what you would consider like a new metal band, rap metal band. Um, and we actually opened for Limp Biscuit at, <laughs> at the, uh, exit in back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I, I went to the promoter. History. I went to the I promoter. Heard that history. Oh yeah. It's the, the wall that, you know, they've got that big wall of all the bands that played there. Like the police played there and you know, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. But, but yeah, the words, if you want people at this Limp Biscuit show, you will put my band on the bill. Cause no one knows who they are at the time. You know, that was like the, a week after their first album came out, but <laughs> oh, how times yep. have changed! Yeah. So you did the Guar tour. I've been noticing online you guys have been popping up playing the uh, Pantera cover. Oh yeah. How's that? How's doing that every night? That's good. Uh, when Born of Osiris had to drop off, we needed to play more songs, and you know, Hostile was you know one up on the chopping block, and they you know started to like. We started pushing us like, dude, you guys need to play a longer set. And we have our new drummer, which didn't, doesn't know all of our songs. So we were just like, yeah, let's play Hostile. We played it like once or twice. And then Brent was like, your postulus was like, uh, I want to play a song with you guys, man. <laughs> we're like, Fuck yeah, bro. So we've been playing with, playing with them with that. And it's been a great, you know, it's a great end of the song. It's a great, you know, get people, you know, if people aren't, you know, feeling, getting rowdy during our set, they're like, all right, last one, cool, we'll do this one. We'll get crazy on this one. And, uh, you know, it's also cool to hang out with Postulus. It's just pretty awesome that, you know, he's, yeah, he's coming out in full costume, too. You know, it's not just like he's getting up there to jam with you guys. It's like full costume and a Pantera song. You know, they got to be living the dream there. Yep, that's pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. So we're doing that, and then you know I've heard the uh, the Slayer cover a ton on uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. Um, 
is that just a huge homage to like your your influences you know are you guys just huge into the you know that that you know slayer pantera style of yeah movie? i mean we 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 sound a shit ton like those bands yeah. so it's like fuck it let's just do it you know that's so cool so did you did you grow up on that is. stuff oh yeah yeah like outside of those bands you know what did you grow up on um I mean, when I got in the metal, I, was, I got into death metal first. I was, you know, big into Cannibal Corpse and Dying Fetus. Nice. Um, and, you know, Slipknot came around and, and, you know, all those bands from there. But, you know, you know, Stripped Rape and Strangled was one of my big, you know, reasons for, you know, doing my, uh, you know, the low vocals. So I was or gutter Olson, so I, I'm kind of patterned after that. That's awesome. Nice thing with Cannibal Corpse, when I uh, when people ask me what my first show ever was, I got to see Cannibal Corpse in 1994 when I was like 15 years old, and <laughs> it was the scariest thing I'd ever been to. Like, I was into metal, loved Megadeth, Metallica, loved Cannibal Corpse, but, you know, my first show ever in a small club, and the pit was just going crazy, and I was just, you know... I was honestly scared to death. <laughs> but it was yeah. 15-year-old kid, there was some bangers in that crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember just they were just like, do not get in the pit. And I'm like standing on the edge of the crowd like, uh, you know, please don't hurt me. Oh, yep. so much fun. And that was like right after the, uh, you know, Ace Ventura stuff. And, you know, so Chris Barnes is still in the band. You know, it was, it was good mm-hmm. times, good times. Nice to be able to catch some of that early stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up in the... You said you're from like northern Detroit, but the, the like the the Detroit, Michigan area. You know what's that like? Yeah. What's the what's the the you know Flint, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan? What's the scene like up there? Um, tough, just like everywhere else, man. You know, not a lot of jobs, not a lot of money. People <laughs> like to come out and get drunk, though. Yeah. Is it is it's it is, about not having jobs or money? <laughs> I mean, is it is it as bad as they're they're portraying it on in the news and on TV and in pictures and stuff? I mean, is Detroit just really that, you know, kind of uh, yeah, taking it back? Yeah, man. From, from what it used to be. Yeah. You know, it used to be the best city, the best state in the nation. Now it's like, oh fuck, sorry, bro. You're from Michigan. That's so crazy. You want a beer? I'll buy you one. <laughs> want a beer? Yeah. And rock out to some metal. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> We we were lucky enough to be able to scratch and claw out of it. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of from the country. <laughs> uh, aren't we all? Yeah, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. So so yeah, we're all okay. you know from the outskirts of Nashville. So so definitely growing up in that area and stuff. So <clears throat> I'll give you my Detroit story. Um, I played in this band, Primer Fifty Five, back in the early two thousands, and uh, we Great. and we played Harpo's. On, a, on Harpo's with uh, we played with Dope and Skin Lab and actually Trapped was on that bill for some odd reason, but uh, they were like they kept telling me because it was like my first big tour and they'd been through a few times. They're like, "Do not leave the venue." They just kept saying it over and over. And with me, I'm like, "Whatever." Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go walk around Harpo's, and uh, I was I went out by myself, walked around the block Uh-oh. one time. And immediately, like, almost ran back to the venue. I was like, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yep. But uh, get it. <laughs> then they were like, do not, you know, and the Harpo stage is, like, so high up in the air. And they were like, don't walk to the front of the stage. 
you know, and I'm like, why not? And I walked to the front and kids were jumping up and like punching my feet like as hard as they could. So, oh yeah. Old uh, bastards. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love, uh, gotta love those venues. But actually in all honesty, when I always look back at that tour and I've talked to the guys in skin lab and dope, uh, on the podcast before, but you know, that was probably the best show of the tour. You know, it was such a, such a cool, cool old, just ratty venue, but yeah, it was just, it was a great time. Oh yeah, we just we just played there uh, on this tour. Yeah, yeah, we uh, there was fucking no security, like <laughs> nothing. Like I was actually looking for someone to show my laminate to just be like, here, see it, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what this looks like. <laughs> Please ask me for some ID. You know, yeah, yeah, something. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was actually you know that was my first metal show with that Harpo's and uh, his Slipknot and. It was fucking awesome, and when we got to play there, and you know, direct support for Guar, it was, yeah. you know, Full House, it's just crazy. You have a lot of uh, family come out to that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. I was nope. like, you fucking seen this show? Don't come here. <laughs> play in the Machine Shop in fucking December, oh, yeah. come see me there. Yeah, that's true. The Machine Shop was Because I was like, I was like, I wanted to bring my kid out, you know, they always had an all-ages show, I wanted, you know, to he gets to come out to one show a year and he hasn't been able to this year because it's like a fucking Harpo's <laughs> and he can't come out to the machine shop. Yeah. But he can come out for like sound check and shit, but he can't, you know, see the show. Yeah. I remember, um, I, I'm also a dad too. Actually, that was one thing I wanted to talk to you about on the podcast, just kind of getting that, uh, that side of it. But when I, uh, primer 55 did some touring back in like 07 and my son was, I guess two or three at the time. And, uh, his mom brought him to sound check, uh, when we came through Louisville and, uh, it was just cool. Cause I was like sound checking the bass and then I stopped and all of a sudden I hear like, yay daddy, you know, from like the back of the venue uh-huh. and he's like clapping for me. And you know, that's, that was probably the best feeling I've ever had on stage was, you know, doing something like that. Yeah. So how yeah, my, uh, my kid, he, he likes to come out. We, get, we take him to the fest. Luckily, we got to play two big fests, and we took him to Mayhem, and he got to stay in behind the stage. He had his ear protectors on, and I brought him out for Caleb, and it was actually pretty cool because most of the guys on the tour, like, we played that song in our set, and, like, everyone was like, you bringing Caleb out today, bro? And I'm like, damn, man. He's like, I love that fucking song, bro. So, like, everybody, like, was like, they knew, like, he was out there, and uh, it was just a little special thing. Like even like Chris from the Butcher Babies is like, bro, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of teared up when you brought your kid out. <laughs> yes, because I talk about I talk about him every day. So, How old is he? He's five now. Oh, five. That's awesome. So, what does he think of dad being up there doing crazy uh, stuff? Oh, uh, he 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 likes it. I mean, he'd rather have his dad at home, but it's yeah. it's pretty pretty fun when he does like. Like, oh, yeah, it's my dad, or what do you want to listen to? I want to listen to you, Dad. <laughs> That's yeah. <awesome. laughs> oh, man, I told my, I've told this on the podcast before, but I was playing, uh, I was in the car, and, you know, my uh, phone was on shuffle or something, and, like, my old band came on, and my son is now, he's just turned 10, and I asked him, you know, a lot of times I'll ask him, like, when some metal comes on, what he thinks of it. I'm like, do you like this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. 
and but he's never been like real definitive on anything. And then like one of my uh, old band songs came on, and I was like, "What do you think of this?" And he's like, "Don't like it." <laughs> like just immediately just shut it down. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, come on! Like help me out here." <laughs> oh man. So how do you juggle? You know, how do you juggle being the dad out there on tour? I mean, that's definitely got to be the hardest thing, hardest thing in the world on you. Yeah, it's pretty. It, it's pretty shit fucking thing to deal with. But uh, you know, hopefully it pans out. And, you know, I can make a check from it, or I had a good time doing it. Yeah. But uh, it sucks being away. This is a three month run. You know, it's hard on the old lady back home. You know, doing both jobs. Yeah. But uh, she she's a pretty pretty bad bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. She likes, she likes to grind my gears though, but we get through it. Yeah, I mean that was and, always. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, oh, I, uh, I wrote a song about it too. You know, yeah. you gotta, you know, um, journaling is probably, you know, when you go through counseling and shit, they say that journaling is a good form to, you know, express your feelings or whatever. And so, kind of journal a little bit on the last one. We wrote the song Absence, pretty much self explanatory. Yeah. Man, that's some, some heavy stuff. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the reasons, you know, I could have, not that Primer was huge when they came back around. Like we came back, like we did the stuff in like early two thousands, you know, decent decent band, did Ozfest and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, you know, it kind of came back around in '07 with like a like a B sides greatest hits kind of album. We toured on that, and you know, it got to the point where I was making, you know, the same amount of money, if not less, on the road than I could at home, and it just I I couldn't justify it anymore. You know, being away yeah. from the being away from the wife, being away from the kids, and I just kind of had to bow out. That's kind of where the podcast has kind of uh, taken that place of that, uh, taking the place of that in my creativity and things like that. So it's it's been fun, it's been fun. Oh yeah, everybody moves to tech or some some other job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just couldn't, you know, obviously couldn't justify being out on the road, which is you know one of the one of the funnest things I've ever done. You know, got to do a lot of tours, got to do a lot of shows, meet a lot of people, but uh, fun stuff. Now you get me all sad. I'm oh, gonna yeah. start, I'm start journaling myself during this uh, <laughs> during oh. this podcast, man. But earlier we were talking about sports. Let's get on to a happy. Well, I guess if you're a Detroit Lions fan, I guess it's not a happy happy subject. But uh, are, uh, you, are you a yeah. Lions fan or? Yeah. Mean? Hey man, we beat the Packers at Lambeau. I'll yeah, take they... that for this year. <laughs> first time I'll in fuck, what, like I'll take that for this year. Think like first time in like what 22 years or something. Yeah. You guys get to go to games much? Do you? Uh, no, no, we're usually touring. Like sometimes I'll be able to catch like some games on my phone or at a bar that we're at. You know, it's Monday night and we have a day off. Yeah, we can like watch it at like the restaurant that we go to. Hopefully, but other than that, like we're usually out in football season, which fucking sucks. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, at least we're out. No, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't beat it. I've I've talked to this at uh. Frank from Haybreed on the podcast when we were talking about keeping up with sports, uh, you know, while you're out on the road. And I remember, you know, through the late nineties, early two thousands, just being out and like, I had a buddy back home that would just basically text me play by play for tight, you know, Tennessee Titans games. He'd be like, Oh man, this happened, this happened. And like, now it's like, you know, you can get the NFL Sunday ticket on your phone or you can, you know, do all kinds of crazy stuff to keep up with, uh, keep up with scores. But yeah, back then, you know, Definitely a different time, and I'm uh, so jealous of like touring musicians now. Like, you know, if you can get the Sunday ticket or a decent. Dude, I don't know how they did it without these things. You know, <laughs> these cell phones, man. Watch, watching. 
I can watch movies streaming yeah. from Verizon going on the motherfucking highway. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I found a. Um, I've always been pretty ambitious, and uh, I booked a tour. I graduated high school in '97. I booked a tour like two weeks later, you know, and uh, I found an <laughs> old sheet of paper that had a. Uh, it was to. It was, I made all these copies for like friends and family, with every city that we were going to. And every like contact that we had in that town. So if you needed to get in touch with us, this was the person in that town to find us, kind of thing. It was such a crazy thing. So, you, know, no, you know, no cell phones, you know, mm-hmm. nothing. It was crazy. And it, it just like looking back on stuff like that and laughing, you know, just like that's. I guess that's what you had to do. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, yeah we the, the, go ahead. Pop in the fucking address and we go. Yeah. You guys aren't don't have the uh, four people sitting around a Rand McNally, you know, road atlas trying to figure out where you're at <laughs> in, in the mm-hmm. world. But no, man, it's cool. I, you know, it's it's pretty cool, man. And plus, with the uh, with the phones and stuff, I mean, if you if you ever wanted to do like a t-shirt company or a side business or anything, you know, you can just run all that from your phone. So, you know, you can definitely yep. uh, fill up the fill up the hours of just sitting, you know, sitting between sound check and the show and fill it up with with something positive and. Uh, Hopefully make a few extra bucks on the side. Yep. <laughs> uh, I've been kicking around some ideas. Oh, yeah. Gotta, yeah you definitely got to keep those ideas going. You, get, yep. you have any, like, beard sponsorships or anything like that? You need some beard products. Uh, yeah, people uh, people keep fucking hitting me up, giving me a bunch of beard oils. And <laughs> I, I don't I don't really use that stuff. It don't matter if you use it or not. You just got to say you're using it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, what's the one other thing. I was like, well, all these motherfuckers have beard beard companies. Like, I'm a traveling fucking salesman. Right. I could do this shit. <laughs> Put like, it up I could have a beard company. It's not that hard. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I've, I've been kicking that thought around in my head. Like, I don't need to get sponsored. I could just be one. I, I am the sponsor. I, I I'm an old sponsor. Oh, hey, I'm gonna pay myself. Thank you, myself. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I'm going into uh, I'm doing a uh, like a YouTube show tonight with um, uh, I, I had, a, had a, as a guest on the podcast a few episodes ago. I had um, Jason T. Smith. He, he had that show Thrift Hunters. It was on Spike TV. It's obviously it was like kind of like an auction hunters type show. Uh, oh, yeah. but they went to thrift stores instead of auctions. You know, it was, it was kind of in that boom of, you know, uh, reselling Pawn Stars, American Pickers type stuff, but, uh, he does a web series now and uh, I'm going on mm-hmm. that. But the point of the story is, is I, uh, he, he has like, he drinks rum and Coke and the other co-host drinks her drink. And I was like, you know what? And, uh, I live in Louisville, Kentucky and fall city beer is out of here. I was like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, represent Louisville and have a fall city beer. And then today when I was heading home, I was like. I'm going to call fall city beer and see what they, you know, what they can offer kind of thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. they were like, come on down, we'll get you all kinds of stuff. And so, uh, between work and this, uh, this podcast, I ran down there and they like gave me like a mini tour of the, you know, brewery and gave me like all the swag and stuff. I was like, this is crazy. Oh, yeah. The power of the internet, you know, yep. yeah, asking you shall receive. Mm-hmm. You, you can get crazy what people will give you. Yeah. It was pretty cool, man. I was, uh, was, you know, for just a cold call and just calling down there and, you know, getting a basically meeting the, you know, the brewmaster and all this other stuff just all out of a quick phone call. But that kind of leads me to a, to another story of, you know, a lot of things I talk about on this podcast, too, are like how um, how bands are making money out there to the, you know, obviously record sales are 
not where they once were. Their record deals are, are, are different and things like that. Are you guys sponsored by anyone? Do you guys do anything like that? Uh, no, we're not sponsored by anybody. I mean, I think Monster. Oh, well, I mean, we got Monster. We got ESP. We got Ibanez. Yeah. Uh, I think we got Zildjian. Um, we don't have any microphones because nobody does that shit. <laughs> um, uh, we got Indie Merch. Or wait, no, no, sorry. Benchmark? Benchmark. Benchmark, all right. I'll edit it out the other and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, And then we're on Metal Blade, and that's about it. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, so just kind of being out there, I mean, are you – a lot of people I have on the podcast are, are people that were kind of, you know, signed in the 90s and the early 2000s and then, you know, kind of saw that boom, and then now they're everybody's kind of scrambling. I mean, what do you got – what do you see as the future of, like, how, how bands are going to – you know, quote unquote, make it out there on the road. Man, I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you knew, uh, um, uh, I got no idea. <laughs> it's like if you don't love it, you better not try it. Yeah. Um, or you're gonna have to get teenage girls to want to fuck you, <laughs> so that their boyfriends bring them to shows to get them all hot and horny, and then bring them home and fuck them. That's the yeah. only way it's gonna work. Well, I mean, chicks do dig beards these days, so, you know, the beard thing's in. <laughs> yeah, you know, but those, those ain't the teeny girls that like to spend money, and their boyfriends like to spend money, too. We got right. them dudes that are just spending their fucking dollars on PBR, trying to get a discount on a t-shirt, wanting to hit somebody in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our market. Is there, is there a lot of haggling at the t-shirt booth? Oh, yeah, I love it. Really? Yeah, I never even thought about that. I'm gonna have to try that. Try. Yeah, I love I love a good haggle. I love a good yard sale. You know. Uh, yep. I've always been a very. Uh, I always I guess I always just assume that the uh, prices at the merch booth were, were steadfast, but maybe you know. <laughs> yeah, people maybe, try. Maybe for having actually, uh, the girl at uh, doing Guar's merch has this bell. Yeah. I had no idea why the fuck she would be ringing this bell. And it was at, like, her high points and shit, you know, when she was busy. And she just ran out, like, why the fuck is she bringing that thing? Like, I'm looking for somebody going around. She's like, the other merch guy was like, she does that to let the person know they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> so she like, that the- is amazing. <laughs> so does she ring the bell often? Yeah. Oh, man, all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so with the Guar Tour, I'll just throw this out there. Uh, with the Guar Tour, how is the... Uh, How's the cleanup at that thing? Like, do they have do they have a cleaning crew? I mean, disgusting. No, it's the house cleaning crew, and the only I've only seen one smart fucking house crew with a shop vac. Yeah, there's. I mean, just get a wet dry vac and a squeezy, and you're done. Squeezy, and you're done. But <laughs> I've only seen that once. I've seen them just like spend hours mopping. It's like just get a fucking shop vac and squeezy, bro. <laughs> Oh man, so when so when Guar goes into these venues, obviously, I mean, obviously the Guar's been around long enough to where the venues know what they're getting. But I mean, what? Just to me, it just it still blows my mind that they get away with just all the blood and the. Oh yeah, man! It was five hundred. I mean, some places, I, mean, I think it's like a five hundred dollar like cleanup fee. Is that what it is? Yeah, something something like that. I I, I remember from a long time ago hearing that number. But I mean, there is a cleanup fee. <laughs> Oh man, that's so awesome! <clears throat> so when you're out on the road, how are you keeping up with Game of Thrones? Oh man, I got HBO Go, motherfucker! <laughs> HBO Go on the phone. 
Yep. I, but I, I watched it all before I got done. I actually found the sweet um, house start. Yeah. Pendant I got on my uh, laminate chain. <laughs> Pretty sick. So, do you but, think uh, Jon Snow's? Do you think Jon Snow's dead? He's coming back. You think he's coming back? You, you saw that. You saw the poster. Well, he's the, coming back. They <laughs> let it leak. Yeah, the new poster. Yeah, they they the red done. the red the red uh the the red bitch Melisandre or whatever. Yeah. She came back to the fucking to the uh Castle Black for a reason. <laughs> she gonna bring him back. She's bringing back people. Do you read the books too, or you just watch the show? Uh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't read the books either. So, yeah. Honestly, at this point, even with like The Walking Dead, like I, I would love to get into the to the graphic novels, the comics, and stuff. But you know, it's just a mm-hmm. a you don't have enough time, and b I don't want to. I love the shows too much to to almost ruin it. Uh, ruin yeah. it. You know. Yeah, you gotta pick one or the other, and I just always stay with the visuals. <laughs> People are like, "Oh, the book was different." I was like, "I don't give a fuck. I never read the book." Let's see. <clears throat> Are you into The Walking Dead at all? Or are you just uh, just Game of Thrones? No. Watching anything else? Um, uh, AMC, like the TVs, like I've, I've started to watch, I'll like watch two or three and then be like, uh, I never watch it on time, you know, to like set aside, watch Walking Dead, you know, and I never had like the TiVo back when it started. So yeah. I got lost and I was like, I'm not going to even fuck with it. <laughs> so your nickname is Gumby. Where did that come from? Seventh grade basketball. <laughs> Elaborate. I'm tall and lanky. <laughs> tall and lanky. It's not very funny. It's I was really tall, and the guy that I was guarding was my neighbor. He's my friend, and we were doing layup drills, and he couldn't do anything because I just kept on like slapping the ball out, and he was like, "You got me, motherfucker!" <laughs> and it just stuck from there. That's awesome. That's such a cool nickname. So. I'm fucking 32, so seventh grade to 32. I think I'm not going anywhere. 32 year old Gumby. Yep. So do they call your lady like Pokey or is it just no? Dumb? No. <laughs> or maybe Tony calls me Gumby. Mixing Tom and Gumby. You're bringing up security earlier with the uh, Harpo show. Um, let's get a little serious there for 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 a moment. You know, with all the stuff mm. going on overseas, are you guys are you guys worried over here? Are you guys worried when you're out on tour? Not over here. Yeah. But, I mean, it, you, you see it. I mean, if you just look around, you know, if somebody with a gun were to walk in, you'd be fucked. Yeah. Gun-free zones. The security guards got fucking flashlights. I mean, something's going to have to get where people get smart and go, hey, we should have an armed guard out in the front when there's all these defenseless fucking people inside. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's fucking stupid that they don't take those precautions when, you know, they're, we're in the state of, the state of, we're in the state of things. <laughs> right. And it's just like, hey, you know, why don't you just take an ounce of precaution? An ounce of precaution is worth a pound of the cure, right? Yeah, I went on uh, uh, an evening with Machine Head a few nights ago, and obviously just a few nights after the attacks. And it, you know, I took I took a moment to kind of just look around and, and you know just uh, check my surroundings kind of thing. But you know, it's definitely uh, definitely you know scary. You know, with all the cancellations over there in Europe, and then even uh, the supposed uh, 
ISIS attacks on or planned attacks on a Survivor Series the other day. And, you know, that's on America. Oh, yeah. Actually, that was in Atlanta. Aren't you in Atlanta today? Yeah. There you go. I'm in Atlanta right now. Good old hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> but nobody calls it that. <laughs> nope. That's like when people call it like. Uh, well, I don't give a fuck. Where are you playing? Well, we're at the masquerade, but we're going to the Claremont after this. Oh, nice. Love the masquerade. Masquerade. Yeah. I used to, uh, in high school, we would drive to, to the masquerade to see shows all the time from Nashville. It's like a four hour drive. I still oh, to this day don't understand why my dad ever let me do that on school nights. Like, you know, wow. Just to go, yeah, right? Like, you know, I'm a parent now. And my, my daughter ever asked me or my son ever asked me to do something like that to drive four hours on a school night, you know, at 16 to, to go see, you know, Fear Factory or something. You know, I'm like, what? I'd pro- well, I'd probably let him go see Fear Factory, but you know, <laughs> uh-huh. I had to go with my daughter to uh, last year. My my wife was pregnant, and uh, my daughter had tickets to see One Direction. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, and uh, she was like, you know, I don't, I don't think I can go to the show. I think you're gonna have to take her. And I was like, really? So like, <laughs> so I took my 13 year old daughter to see uh, One Direction with Five Seconds of Summer opening. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. It was at the Titan Stadium, so I was like, you know, I haven't seen a winner at that at that stadium in so long. So finally, <laughs> uh, it was fun to watch. I mean, it was you know, it was cool to to get to see a show at that of that magnitude. I mean, there was like fifty thousand people there. You know, it's I got yeah. I, I I went into it with that mentality, not like oh this is gonna suck. You know, boy bands, blah blah blah. You know, I was like, it's like I'm just gonna check it out, see what they do. You know, see see how much live, people watch. Yeah, I was people watching, you know, checking out the bands and checking out the, uh, man, it was like one huge commercial, like between bands, it was just constant, like this, you know, one guy's video just kept playing, and then there would be like a, a commercial for, you know, Sprite, and you know, just anything, <laughs> anything that they could monetize, it was, it was nuts, man, but and my daughter's over there just crying, because like when One Direction like walked out on stage, she just started bawling, you know, and I was like, oh, man. What are you crying for? Why? <laughs> so. Just it explain was... it to me. Why? <laughs> I don't know. When I saw, I, I, when Kiss reunited in the makeup in like the late 90s, I got to go see them on that tour. And I remember like, because I was a huge Kiss fan when I was like nine and 10 and like, you know, made my face up and ran around the house, you know, my underwear and, you know, acted like I was Gene Simmons and, and you know, all that stuff. And, uh. And so when they came out on stage, you know, when I was, I guess I was, I was like 18, 19 years old. I, like, I had a moment, I had a moment to myself, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, cool, man. So, so touring's going good. Album's doing well. Such a great stuff, man. I, I love that you guys don't tune down to like some crazy, like, you know, to oh, tune, no. down, tune down to Q, you know, I was, you know, yeah. I, was, I was listening to some other podcast today, uh, doing some research for my battle cross interview and uh i was listening you know to everyone else kind of talk about the uh music and stuff and and when uh it's haran correctly and am i saying that right yeah yeah when haran Haran was like saying that you guys don't really tune down i was like i listened to it again i was like oh i guess they don't maybe that's why i like because when i first heard that slayer cover i was like oh man this is so good like seasons of the abyss is like my favorite slayer album you know, I'd probably get in a lot of trouble for, you know, a lot of trouble saying that that one's my favorite, but, but yeah, that's definitely my, my favorite, favorite Slayer album and probably one of my favorite Slayer songs. So you guys just did a, such a good, such a good version yeah. of it. 
like to play metal, man. Yeah, it's, it's great stuff. Such good stuff. I was thinking, like, they were talking about, they were talking about how, you know, they had kind of had a band for a while and had another singer for, like, I'm assuming for a few years. And then you came oh, yeah. in. And then, like, that's when the pop happens. So I'm going to say that you're, like, the Phil and Somo. Yeah. Battle cross. Say that. Like, <laughs> I'll say that. I say that. Right. Oh, no, you said that. Oh, we can both say it, though. <laughs> oh, we can say that. Oh, man. Is he not, like, the greatest frontman of all time? Oh, yeah, man. Just yeah, he, was, he was on the top of the mountain. Man, I got, you know. King shit. <laughs> I got to go see them, you know, so many times as a kid and just, like, those epic rants on stage of just, like, gibberish. You know, looking back, the other guys in Pantera hated that about him that he couldn't be coherent and then but like me and all my friends loved it you know we were like phil's right. just making up gibberish right now and it's like it's the most epic you know epic i mean i still quote that stuff today like dragons coming out of the pa you know all that stuff you know just i <laughs> uh, love it so good <laughs> so what are the uh, immediate plans for battlecross after this tour so uh, we got our headliner uh with havoc sweet uh we're just doing like uh, a week of shows, the Midwest and then the West Coast or East Coast, and um, then we're taking some time off. Yeah, for a good long while. <laughs> so 2016 is going to be some family time. Yep, at least the first part. I ain't going out in the fucking winter. I'm uh uh uh. <laughs> Can't make me do it. I would book a southern tour in the winter if i were you going home to michigan oh, yeah. well i mean we're already, we're already done with it we already did it go <laughs> fuck home do it again go to australia yep yeah right well that's that's another thing we're trying to you know do figure out the place we had we haven't done that aren't going to cost us arm or leg i was actually watching a video you know obviously in, in my battle cross research <laughs> checking out the uh some videos and stuff online of you guys and uh just you talking about you know playing with metallica at the uh, the big festival there, I'm talking about mm. festivals and things like that. Just kind of give me a rundown of this, like how amazing that was to have him. Did he come out and introduce you guys? Not only did he come out and introduce us, he came out and hung out with us for like yeah. a half hour. Like I tried to be like, hey man, will you just like not be here so I can finish learning the Slayer song so I don't fuck up in front of you? <laughs> oh man, that's so I, I literally asked him, I was like, well, don't you have something more important to do? And he was like, no, man, you're going to hang out. Like, fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> That's so cool. <clears throat> would you guys ever do, you know, with the Pantera Slayer covers, I mean, would you guys ever cover a Metallica song? Like, you know? Oh, uh, it just depends on which one, you know. That's probably, you know, everybody would probably think that that would be our next cover because we've done Pantera and Slayer. Yeah. I don't know, man. You guys probably do like justice to like some good, like uh, like some early Megadeth or something. <laughs> yeah. Something, you know. It it it's on the, you know, people are kind of wondering what we're gonna do next. We don't even fucking know. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the writing process like with you guys? How do you guys get all the guitars uh, first? Yeah. And then whatever happens next. Tony and Huron will write, Tony writes some more happier stuff. Huron writes some more death metal stuff. So, but Donald will write some songs here and there. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. come in with riffs? Do you ever hunt, like call up Huron and be like, I got I this idea. I don't know none of that shit. <laughs> you don't, don't even like give them the. Nope. 
The humming, nope. nothing? You don't go? Nothing. They, they, they look at me and go, shut the fuck up. Go over and sit down. <laughs> look pretty. I go, all right, fine. That's easy to do. Okay. Yep. I can oh. look pretty. <laughs> awesome, man. And then uh, just give me one, like, one cool tour story, I guess, from this Guar tour. Like, what's happened on this tour other than... Uh... Yeah. Other than the Pantera cover, like what you know, just a just a awesome city. Something cool has happened on the store. Oh man, fucking Postulus coming out playing fucking hostile with us. That's that's the shit. <laughs> but I, I, I guess like one of the most grosser things is like a lot of places after you know the show's over with, and they're trying to usher people out. People will make bloody spew angels oh, they will lay down in the shit and they will make spew angels and it is fucking disgusting it's like just don't don't, don't touch me don't <laughs> don't come near me motherfucker i guess that's true don't. i never thought about that part of it you know after the show where they're wanting to come talk to you and you know grab an autograph oh, yeah. or something no. and just completely I've, covered <laughs> I, I, I learn i've learned where to be i have short sleeve shirt on so I can grab their hand and like give them a little forearm shiver, you know, the, the <laughs> put the forearm in between you and them and like hug them with your forearm instead of your body. I've got that down. They, like, awesome. they try to come in and give you a hug and you're like, nope, <laughs> not going to do it. And they're like, you guys out for guava, motherfucker. I have 76 shows to play with these motherfuckers. <laughs> I can decide when I want to be covered in spew and when I don't want to be covered in spew. Have you uh, have you been on stage with them at all during this tour? Have you done any of the uh, no. you know, coming out of anything, being eaten by something? No, we haven't been eaten by the grinder. We might probably do that on the last show, maybe. <laughs> as long as there's a hose to hose off somewhere. Yeah. Cool. And then, uh, actually, uh, before the podcast was recording, we were talking a little bit about... Uh, I had briefly met you um, through Five Finger Death Punch back, at, uh, back in... God, it was probably... How long ago was that tour? That was like 2000. Uh, four years ago, I think. Yeah, four years ago. 12. Yeah. So what was it like? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, obviously the, uh, was that the first like big tour you guys did? Like big tour? Yeah, that was tour? the first. That was like our third tour ever. Wow. It was nuts. Like, you're going on an arena tour for <laughs> two months ago. Right. It was insane. Like, we didn't, we, we, we grew so fast in that tour though. Like we, we learned a lot about being a touring band from that tour. And, uh, it was fucking amazing. It was a pretty eclectic bill. Five finger, five finger were really cool and they took care of us, which is awesome. They were like, yeah, man, we got treated like shit when we were coming up. So we don't want to treat other bands like shit. And I thought that was really cool of them. Yeah. And Chris was like an amazingly awesome, humble dude. Uh, Chris is, when he, yeah. like, uh, the backstory a little bit on him and I is like, you know, when he played bass, I played bass, uh, different bands. And then, uh, you know, he was like kind of the point person in his band. I was the point person in my band. And then uh, we, you know, just, he grew up in Lexington. I was in Nashville. And uh, we crossed paths playing shows. And then we started trading shows and just, just hanging out. And then, uh, you know, over time, just just hang, you know, kept kept in touch, and you know, and then one day, uh, you know, one day he he actually like posted on Facebook or something, but he he had once had the dread beard, and then he cut it off, and like he literally cut it off, 
quit music like he because he's you know he's 30 well he's 42 now i think or something but you know he was like 36 37 and still not made it and he cut the beard off and said fuck it i'm not doing it anymore not trying and then like a week later he gets the you know the the call for five finger death punch and then he goes to do the audition and and you know gets the band but i remember his like he tried texting me like man i'm i think i got this huge huge thing but i can't say anything and i'm like awesome and that was actually when Chimera was looking for a bass player, so I thought it was Chimera when he first started talking uh, to me. And then uh and then he texted me like one day and I just said five finger death punch and I'm like, No way, that's so awesome. But yeah, so if there's any, the rock star now. I was like, if there's anyone that deserves you know, deserves yeah. a shot like that, it was him because he's he's the same person. He he was always like yeah, that. He's and he's solid, such dude. such such a nice guy. So so yeah, just just can't be happier for for a guy like that, you know, because there's a lot of assholes in the business, and then there's there's a lot of good people out there too. But yeah, but yeah, he was yeah, like, the whole band. They came back around Michigan when we were home, and we were like, "Hey, can we come out?" And they were like, "Sure, guest passer." Came by, said hi, caught up, and then we were like, "All right, we gotta go play later." It's pretty actually pretty cool. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy like build too, because I was like, you know, Killswitch Engage was on that, and like even when I first heard the tour was oh, yeah. coming out and they were above Killswitch Engage, and because you know at the time I was like I didn't realize how big they were. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I was like, you guys are doing arenas with Killswitch opening for you? Like it's so baffling, you know? And then like, oh, so so cool. But yeah, um, and then even at that show, like there were so many people coming up to me after the show, like, did you see Battlecross? Man, they were so fucking awesome. Like I had, so, I had a ton of people like asking me if I saw you guys and stuff. So so you know, definitely definitely uh super happy for you guys you know like i said we, you know we crossed paths that night talked to you for a little bit you know just super cool so i definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast um, no thank you um so you guys are in atlanta tonight gonna play the masquerade gonna go hang out afterwards but uh, you know be safe all that fun stuff how can uh you know just people find you how can people you know find battlecross online all that wonderful um stuff? yeah battlecrossmetal.com um, we're on Metal Blade slash Battlecross, I think. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Battlecross Metal, find us. Battlecross Metal. <laughs> That's so cool, man. All right, Gumby, appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna try to think of one last question real quick. Get a little bit, squeeze a little bit more time out of you. Uh, all right, your favorite Detroit Lion of all time. That's not Barry Sanders. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, Tillman? No, it's fuck the linebacker. He's a badass. Even Tillman? I can't remember. Uh, I want to say Tillman. Is he a current? <laughs> current? No, no, no. Nineties, I think. Okay. Right. It was. Uh, they had a linebacker that was just. Or oh, oh, um. Uh, are you talking about spencer tillman i don't know why that's coming to my head but no it was uh last year started with an ass oh okay oh he's a linebacker he's a badass and he was like a cool dude and he had like a hero story and shit and he was fucking awesome god i can't remember but hey <laughs> megatron what's Meg- up megatron what's up that's so awesome are you a red wings fan uh, yeah. I mean, I like hockey, but I just watch playoff hockey. 
Have you guys ever gotten into no. music into like a? No, never did. Bastards. Oh, we actually did have like a pro baseball. He was a left-handed Australian named. Fuck, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But he used to come out to push full destroy. Oh wow. Yeah, like he used to like come in for relief for push full destroy, and when he was playing for Texas. That's so cool. Yeah, one of the last times I went to a Titans game and they up they like spent like millions of dollars to like upgrade the sound system there, and like you know in the old days it would be just like some just janky music in between plays, but like now they're playing like they're playing Pantera and Slayer and and Raging Against the Machine between plays, and I'm just like what is going on here? Uh-huh. Like, like you know like Rain and Blood's coming on and stuff, and I'm like oh man this is like and it sounds awesome like the sound system just. It was pretty crazy, man. It's it's definitely uh, definitely good times, man. But I'll let you get to your stuff. Have fun in Atlanta. Stay safe. Um, I'll get this up on uh, Tuesday. I'll send you guys. I'll email you guys links. And like once again, man, just appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks, bro. All right, man. Take it easy. Later. There you guys have it. My conversation, with Mr. Kyle Gumby Gunther from the band Battlecross. Such a great dude. Great to have him on the podcast. Such a great band. Make sure to go and check out everything that they have done. They've done a lot of great stuff. So, you know, I got introduced to them through the through the Five Finger Death Punch show. Uh, heard about them again once you know they started blowing up on Sirius Satellite Radio. So just a great band, great all around band. They totally tug at the uh, my 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 inner metal head. Gotta love uh, all the stuff that they're doing. Uh, we touched on the fucking hostile cover on the podcast. We touched on their Slayer cover. Uh, right now I'm going to play you their Pantera cover of fucking hostile. Hopefully you enjoy it. I'll see you on the other side of this.
there you guys have it. Battlecross, fucking hostile cover. You guys all know my love of Pantera. You guys will always know my love of Pantera. So when a great band does a great cover, you have to hear it. And if that's the first time you're hearing it on the Talk To Me podcast, you are welcome. I'd also like to say thank you to Jason T. Smith and his co-host Nadine for having me on the Thrifty Business with Jay and Nay YouTube show. Uh, make sure to go and check it out. It's Thrifty Business with Jay and Nay, episode number 23. Check it out on YouTube. Comment on it. Say you heard about it on the Talk To Me podcast. And I also have to give a huge shout out to the Fall City Brewing Company, for supporting me on that episode, hooking me up with some great swag, hooking me up with a great, some great, great beer. Uh, go check it out. Go let Fall City know that you heard about them on this podcast. Hopefully, I can get them to sponsor future podcasts and possibly even have some of the guys from Fall City on the podcast to talk about resurrecting the brand, possibly how beer is brewed, all that fun stuff. Got to give a huge shout out to my guy Ian for hooking me up with the great track that uh, I played at the beginning of the podcast and that will be the outro of this podcast. If you want to go check out his solo stuff, he goes by the name Identity Device. He used to play drums in Straight Line Stitch. He played on the track uh, for Sorceress on a few episodes ago on the podcast. Hooked me up with a great with a great song for the podcast. Hopefully you guys dig it. Always uh, hit me up on Twitter at Talk To Me Talk. Hit me up on the Facebook. Facebook.com slash talk to me talk. Uh, and if you have an unsigned band, underground band, a band that you want played on the podcast, make sure to hit me up at talk to me talk at gmail.com. So guys, thank you so much for listening until next week. Have a great week. 